Thanks for joining us today on Open the Word with Circle of Friends. I'm Missy. And I'm Beth. And I'm so thankful to be here, Missy. I love to see your smiling face, Beth. You know, sometimes I ask how you are, and your smile is as bright as bright can be. And and I know things are going on in your life, and yet you just you just glow with so much, I believe, faith and trust in the Lord that you find joy in the moments. And that's hard to do in many cases. I let me be the confession of the peace lover. I used to write a blog called Confessions of a Peace Lover, and I am a peace lover, peace lover, to the place of like peace at any cost, unhealthy, peace-loving, peace-faking, peace-keeping. Um, um, and it's been a process of learning what peacemaking looks like mm-hmm. for me. It had to start inside of me first, okay? Because this is what I know. I serve the God of peace. Mm. And when he fills me with his peace, then I have peace to bring to other situations. But here's the confession of this peace lover. Just yesterday, I was very, very anxious. And I could feel that anxiety in me. Um, It was a bit of a busy day, and I went about doing what I had to do. But uh, when I got back home, I had a class to lead in the evening, and I just... I just knew I had to take that time to come before God and say, Lord, I know what all is in here. It's, it is situations that are out of my control, Mm. right? Yeah. And when I come before him and I, I envision it as handing him the plate. Okay. Um, so on this plate is this world that we live in, the brokenness of this world, Lord, that plate out of my control and I hand it to him. Lord, this plate, friends, people I know and love, COVID, other issues and illnesses, that plate, out of my control, and I hand it to him. All of those things, relational issues that, you know, we, we have recently looked at Romans 12, and verse 18 says, if possible, as much as it depends on me right? So there are relational issues that we are to deal with. That's part of being a peacemaker. But there are relational issues that we have no control Mm. over. And those are the tough ones, aren't they? And they're out of our control. And so we hand that plate, uh, call it what you will, that, that whatever, that sacrifice to him. And as I I just laid it all out. Everything that was on my heart, troubling me, making me cry, um, making me a little fearful, anxious. It's not that I don't have anxiety or that fear doesn't knock at my door. It does. I live life in this fallen world, too. I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death right alongside everyone else. So that fear and that anxiousness comes, but it's what we do with it, Mm. right? So am I going to take it all in and fuss and fret? And and I have that tendency, but when I catch myself, and it is a physical feeling for me. I don't know how it is for others. I think I've I've talked with people who've said, yeah, you know, I just want to hit something. Or um, I go shopping, take my mind off of it, or I go to the fridge, I or whatever it is, whatever your go-to is, we have to recognize 
those go-tos. Um, I believe Peter Scazzaro in Emotionally Healthy Spirituality calls them our common defenses, mm. right? They are the unhealthy places that we turn to. And you know what? This is another lesson I've learned. When I turn to that instead of God, mm. I'm turning my back on God. I, and, and I'm making that my small G God. Mm. It becomes an idol in my life. It really does. I mean, Scripture tells us without faith, right, it's, it's impossible. impossible to please Him. So if, if you are lacking the faith that God can help you and you're turning to something else, and it's something easy for us to overlook mm-hmm. because we are such independent creatures. Does that make sense? And we, Absolutely. We're raised in a society that teaches us to become, we can do it, just mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, pull your, you know. I think the military even had a slogan a decade or two ago, an army of one, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> There's no <laughs> such thing. Uh, exactly, exactly. So we, I, I think you hit on a word, Beth, I think is really key and crucial as we look at our life and we try to live it. And that is recognize. Mm. We have to see ourselves as we are and we have to catch ourselves in the act, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So when you're feeling that or, and and maybe that's not your issue. I mean, I have tons of other issues and anxiety can be one of them. But when you see that in yourself, that which is not of God, that which is not of faith, whether you're anxious or impatient or angry or prideful or you name it, you see that in you, if you can recognize it and capture it, which is what Second Corinthians tells mm-hmm. us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against mm-hmm. the knowledge of Jesus Christ, to capture those thoughts, mm-hmm. to capture that feeling, to capture that moment in life and say, hey, this is not the direction I want to go. Mm-hmm. And for all of us, we have them, whether we, we admit to them or see them or not, they are there because Absolutely. We, we're in the flesh, we are human, and things take us by surprise, and we often do default. Mm-hmm. Do you know, we go back to what's comfortable, we go back to what we used to survival before we knew the Lord. We, it, we, we're, we each have that in us. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think recognizing it is part of the battle, and maybe the biggest part, at least it's the first step. I, I believe so. The, re- the recognition of what it is, you know, this world, um, one of the one of the words that has really been used a lot in the last few years is triggered, right? Mm. It's, it's been used to that place that I'm like, stop enough. It's, I, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about it. But, um, but it's true. There are things that trigger us. We used to call it pushing our buttons, right? <laughs> yeah. So this is what I want to kind of throw out there for us to think about. Triggered. Um, they push my buttons. I think it's not the people that we should be looking at mm. that are triggering us or pushing my buttons, but it's looking at the buttons, looking at the triggers, and digging deeper um, with God as our guide to why that is. Mm. Instead of eliminating the people who trigger me and who push my buttons, what if we eliminate the trigger inside of me. Those situations are still going to happen, right? We live in a fallen world. There are always going to be people who roll their eyes at me. (laughs) That's one of my buttons, right? Um, But how am I going to respond to them? Am I going to say, oh, yeah, there's that eye roll. I know what that does to me. I wonder what's going on inside of them. And offer grace and mercy to the person 
while recognizing that, you know what, I'm human and I come with some emotional baggage, believe it or not, even though I have surrendered my life to Jesus, Mm. to his plan for my life. I'm still here in this earthly body that has earthly responses. And so just recognizing what it is that, here's another phrase, sets me off, right? Um, Whatever it is. And in that moment, instead of lashing out at the person or going on to social media and uh, having a big old rant or, you know, I, I think those rants, some people know that they shouldn't rant on the social media setting now. So they are going to, what's that other, uh, Marco Polo or, you know, whatever it is where you can, you can message a whole bunch of friends and, and rant. That's what you're doing. You're laying out all your verbal vomit onto your friends. Can they handle that? And maybe they can. Maybe you have very, very wise friends who can remind you who you are and can point you back to Jesus. My fear is in these these verbal rants about the people and situations that we don't like, we are dishonoring God. Mm. Um, sometimes it's about our husbands. Mm, that's dishonoring God and dishonoring our husbands. Sometimes it's about our workplaces. You know, that place that we get paid by, that's dishonoring that authority in our lives. Sometimes it's about our government. Okay, I get it. I live in this world too. But have you talked to God about it? I just think if we were able, willing, intentional, disciplined (laughs) about catching those things that are making our temperature rise and taking it to God first, we could walk in this fallen world with a peace that passes understanding. When we go to God with that junk, he gives us his peace. Think of the of a puzzle when you have a missing piece. What if his peace is the missing piece in our puzzle? What if because we've become such a nation of turning to whatever, the news, the the media, the friend, the the bottle, the credit card, the, you know, whatever it is that we are self-medicating with. What if, what if we're turning our backs on God and missing out on the peace that he has for us to bring to this situation, to this thing called life, to our circle of influence? Because, Missy, I can't change this world. I can't change the government. I can't change COVID. I can't change health issues. I can't change relationships. I can't, I weep for divorce. I weep for, for kids that are getting in trouble at school and, and bullying and being bullied. I ache for them. I can't change that. However, I can bring peace to my circle of influence And who knows where the people in my circle of influence will land. Mm. Maybe they'll be the principals, the counselors, the teachers, the pastors, the presidents, the congressmen, the the world changers beyond my circle of influence. But I have to give them what is most valuable in me. And the most valuable thing in me is Christ in me Mm. and the peace that he gives Amen. I think that's, I just went on a rant. No, no, that's a good rant, isn't it? it is. Because you're, we, this is real for all of us, whether we actually admit to it or not, but it is a daily struggle. I mean, 
Paul himself said, I die daily. And mm-hmm. I don't, he didn't say those words lightly. He truly meant it is a, it is a life and death struggle the, of, of dying to the old self and living and walking in freedom. And when we don't acknowledge that, we are more likely to sort of wander back towards, you know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. kind of wander that way or you lean that way because you weren't being intentional, deliberate, disciplined, all those words that you mentioned, Beth, that are so key to us staying on track. And we shouldn't take the words of scripture lightly that say the way is narrow. Mm-hmm. You know, wide is the way of destruction. Mm-hmm. Really easy. You can amble all over the place and just, you know, end up. But narrow is the way that God calls us to. And because it's narrow, I think we have to stay focused on that. Oh, right? definitely. Don't take your eyes off the road. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and it, it's peace that we are desiring, at least in others, right? We want people to bring mm, peace harmony, to this situation. Yeah, we want yeah. things to be, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's all get along. Or as the bumper sticker says, coexist. Okay, you cannot coexist without peace. But we keep looking to the wrong places for it. I just want us to look at some scriptures today that talk about peace. And let me just say, what is peace? I mean, Jesus is the Prince of Peace, but he he came to fulfill the law, and he himself was not. Uh, I mean, you think that of what he brings to the world. He is offensive to some people, mm-hmm. not because mm-hmm. he is offensive, but people take offense at him. They will take offense at him. They will take offense at Christianity, at what we believe, in the way we live. You don't adjust to that. That's that's not the peace we're talking about. Do you know, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I, because I think people are struggling to not be offensive to other people. Mm-hmm. And we get this wrong. We Obviously, we don't want to deliberately offend anyone. But but know that as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, the world is going to be offended with us because the world is at enmity or an enemy of God. Mm-hmm. So understanding that and recognizing what we're talking about here, we're not talking about compromising uh, values and in obedience to God for something that is a fake piece, as you said, Beth. That's that's fake. That's yeah. not that's not right. That's not real. But we are talking about, I believe, examining ourselves and being obedient to God in the ways that we can be. And so that so that people who are offended, we kind of are out of the picture then. It, it truly is about Christ, and it's not about us. Well, Missy, all that to say, I think we have to come to that place of a, an individual decision, an intentional uh, choice each and every mm. day to pursue peace in our inner lives okay not as the world sees peace but as as followers of christ what does that look like Mm. Uh, like you said before he is the prince of peace you know isaiah gives us the names of this one this king who is to come and he is a wonderful counselor uh, mighty god everlasting father the prince of peace and we as followers of christ have the opportunity each and every day to come before him, to come to his table. It's not about what I bring to the table. It's about what he brings Mm. to this table, who he is and what he offers to me. So, so as I was saying before, yesterday, as I recognized my, um, my anxiety, my, just that pit in your stomach kind of feeling, 
I had a choice to make, and I could keep keep going, just keep letting that uh, hamster wheel in my head keep spinning, or I could be intentional about taking, and truly, you can take five minutes for this, and you'd be amazed at the, the peace that comes when we turn our eyes to him and pour out our hearts, but then sit and receive his mercy, his grace, his love for us. There's a reason why the psalmist wrote, be still. You know, what's the rest of that verse? And know that I am God. When I take that time to acknowledge the Prince of Peace, I am taking that time to be filled by that peace. So I, I just want to look to some of the scriptures. And, you know, we there are some that we are very, very familiar with. Um, Philippians 4, you know, talks about um, um, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, in your prayers and petitions, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And his peace, you know, that peace, that peace that passes all understanding will fill your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So we know it's there. That's a real familiar uh, scripture for many who are in the word of God and, and who look to the word for these, for these answers. But there, there are other scriptures I think we have to dig a little harder for. Um, I don't know if you've ever committed to reading through the Psalms and just just looking at each of the psalms and saying, okay, Lord, what do you have for me in this? But this is one, actually, that my daughter Megan pointed out to me uh, several years ago, and I had read it for years and not seen it. So that's why it's good to do life together. But um, Psalm chapter 4, verse 8 says, In peace I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. She had committed that to memory. We now have it on on the wall of the room that used to be her bedroom uh, for, for guests that come and stay there. That is our prayer for them, that in peace they will both lie down and sleep because the Lord allows them to dwell in that safety. Are, are you going to bed at night and can't get to sleep because your mind is just so racing with all of the events of the day? Be honest about it. Go before the Lord with it. Tell him what your day held. Uh, examine that day. And and be so very honest about the highlights and the lowlights. You know, I've heard it represented as a rose, right? You have the thorny stem, but there's this rosebud. So don't just look at the thorny parts, but also bring to him that rose and say, Lord, this was beautiful. And I that's what I want to hold on to as I sleep. That is setting your mind on those things, those good, good gifts from our Lord and our creator. He gives us peace in the midst of his creation, but we have to look for it. So, you know, some of the other passages I've said before, time and again, commit it to memory. Isaiah 26.3, Lord, your word says you will 
keep in perfect peace all whose minds are stayed on you because they trust in you. Uh, The verse four says, trust in the Lord forever for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. He's not going anywhere, folks. When you find yourself just your mind scurrying away, return to that everlasting rock and press into the rock. He's our shelter. He's our hope. He's our peace. But we have to be intentional about looking for that peace. And yes, we have to recognize what it is that steals our peace. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Hmm. So if we're often feeling anxious and, um, you know, in that place of, I have no peace in this, what is it that has taken that peace away? There are things that we are in control of. Once again, who are you surrounding yourself with? Are you surrounding yourself with fellow peace seekers, Mm. peacemakers? What are you putting into your mind? What are you putting into your heart? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you listening to? Are you, is your peace not being stolen? Are you simply giving it away? Because Mm -hmm. you're giving it, you're giving the lack of peace room in your mind and your ears, your eyes, your heart. What? are you doing to be intentional about keeping peace at the forefront of your heart and mind? Are you starting your day filling yourself up with words of truth, hope, life, and peace? Or are you jumping right into the rat race and getting filled by the chaos of the world? Are you surrounding yourself with friends who will speak peace over you? Are you taking the time to come before the Lord and asking him to fill you with his peace? Are are you a peace seeker? Mm. That takes intentionality. The things that steal our peace. And you know, for some of us, it is is part of this thing called life. Um, You know, whether it's our workplaces, our our family. if not the family that lives with in our own home, but our family of origin or the family next door that doesn't have peace in their world. I mean, be very honest. We have to be aware and and honest with ourselves about those places that, uh, there's that word, trigger us or push our buttons or steal our peace. But I don't think it's up to the world to fix that. It's up to us to acknowledge our lack of peace and to look to the word to find that peace. You know, Beth, I think you bring to the table today, again, the, the idea that we, we have to continue to examine ourselves. So we, we need to recognize what's there mm-hmm. and whether something, and we can say trigger, we can say set us off, we can, we can use all of those words. What I hear you saying and what I think is so true is that it, that is happening. That's true. But that's not on the other person. It's not. It has anything to do with the other person. It has everything to do with mm-hmm. us. And there may be good reason for you to be triggered mm-hmm. or for something to set you off. We're not saying that. We're saying to get to the root of it mm-hmm. because only you can deal with your issues. And when you allow God to guide you through his word to look at some of those things and to begin to recognize them, then you can move forward in the way that he wants you to act and to live. Mm -hmm. And if you are a student of the word, you understand that what God calls us to is so far beyond 
the world. That's why people, if you're walking a godly life, that's why people will say, how do you do it? Mm-hmm. Well, we, we can't do it on our own. And that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. We need God in his word. We need his Holy Spirit to help us, to help us to dig deep and to recognize it, first of all, and then to allow him to transform us. Because we can't do it in our own strength, in our own self, in our own flesh. It's just not going to happen. Well, obviously we can't because we haven't. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, we, d- we do what we can, I think. I think most of us try to. Well, and there are a lot of good people in the world who are trying to be good, but that's not what God calls us to. What? Say what? God's mm-hmm. not calling us to good? No. He's calling us to obedience, yes. But he is not asking us to obey him without giving us what we need to obey him. He's not saying, Beth, straighten up your life. Get it together. Mm -hmm. Missy, come on now. You know I've already talked to you about this. Change your attitude. Change your way of life. Change this. No, he's saying, Missy, Beth, I have given you my son as a sacrifice. I see you as my child. His blood covers all of that. But to be in relationship with me, you need to lean on the Holy Spirit. You need to open the word of God. You need to follow the path that I set Mm -hmm. for your good. Mm -hmm. And so that, you know, I'm going to help you do it. That's the whole point, right? That we don't try to do things on our own, but we turn to him and we yield. We yield. We submit. We allow him to take over. You know, Missy, as I, I think about all that the word offers to us that that guide that map that we have in pursuing peace um i i think about jesus's words to his disciples on his journey to the cross right um the world was not going to offer peace to them Mm. in fact jesus knew that the days to come were were going to be filled with trouble uh with trials truly um with horrible stuff that was uh, very likely going to steal their joy and cause great fear in their lives. However, he pointed them back to truth. And in John 17, verse 33, he said, I've told you all these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Mm. That's where we have to land. You know, we sing these worship songs about uh, the overcomer, uh, Jesus Messiah, conqueror. We sing it on Sundays. Are we living it out the rest of the week? This is the God we serve. He has overcome the world. His life, his death, his resurrection has given us the power and strength and mercy and grace to seek peace, to find peace. He says, if you seek me, you will find me. I mean, God told that to the children of Israel. And you know what? It's true for us today. Our part is to seek him. We will find it when we are in his word being very conscientious about what it is that's troubling us and stopping, stilling our hearts and coming before him and asking him to give us what only he can give us. This world does not offer peace, folks. It's through the truth of God's word 
and the privilege of prayer and the sacrifice that was made on our behalf that we can find peace in troubling times. So yes, we can go through life with our lights, uh, our eyes shining bright, our light shining for Jesus, um, a smile on our face, and confidence in our heart, even when it feels like the world around us is tumbling down. Um, not because of who we are, but because of who he is. But you know, don't take our word for it. Open the word. Seek the Prince of Peace today. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or Send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia's Style Boutique for your perfect outfit. Everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from modern farmhouse to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed. Step back in time with a stay at one of the oldest buildings in historic Berlin, Ohio, the Worthman House. This charming building has a rich history with origins dating back to as early as the mid-1800s. The newly restored two-bedroom, one-bathroom suite has hardwood floors and gorgeous chestnut trim throughout. It is also outfitted with locally made Amish furniture. It can sleep six and offers a beautiful panoramic view of Berlin's Main Street. Its location in the heart of Berlin is an ideal spot for walking to various restaurants and shops. Book your stay at the Worthman House through VRBO.